or for that matter, anybody else, uh-huh. I might. I yeah. might why point do they? Out. Why do they feel it necessary at the beginning of our program? Yeah, it's a legal thing, to, is it really? Yeah, it's a legal you, thing. I think they're disassociating themselves from anything well, we might say. Well, wouldn't, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Today. knowing us, I think I would. Yes. Yeah, okay. Today on the Travel Guys. In the travel news, Amtrak's user-friendly refunds aren't so user-friendly any longer. And LAX says the legendarily horrid phone service there, cell phone service, is about to get a lot better. In our Smarter Traveler segment, Mark explains why using your Marriott card at a Marriott hotel isn't your best way to pay. And we have a reminder or two about booking sites where information about your hotel or airline isn't revealed until after you book. Coming up at 3.20. Most of us have heard of wine country, but have you heard of the wine road? Hint, it's in wine country. Details on the joys of the wine road coming up at 3.35. And at 3.50, Mark digs into the mailbag and answers your questions on things like Airbnb for rental cars, passports, and lost phone chargers. It's a spectacular spring day in Sacramento. We are honored you have chosen to spend part of it with the Travel Guys. Well, for heaven's sakes, happy Easter, everyone, and... Uh, Is that an Easter sort of pun there, for well, heaven's sakes? Oh, you know, yeah. I didn't even think of that, yeah, but I guess good, it would be. Huh? Yeah. I like that, yeah. Happy Easter, everyone. Hope your uh, Easter Sunday is going well, and uh, I would guess if you're listening to the Travel Guys today, this is this is my prediction, Mark, that mm-hmm. uh, uh, the 80% of our listeners are going to be those on their way, way to or from the grocery store, to pick up one or two items for their Easter dinner this afternoon that they forgot. Otherwise, I don't know why anybody would be... And Peeps will be 50% off if you wait until tomorrow. Listen, I I was just looking out the window here, and it appears as though wherever people are going, they're not going on Business 80, because usually at this time of the day, it's pretty crowded, and there ain't nobody out there right now. Well, there you go. Sure Can enough. you say ain't on the radio? You can. Probably my English teacher would not be very proud of me. Yeah, well... If she's listening, she's probably she'll not, call. She's probably had more than one occasion before this to be All right. alarmed. <laughs> Once again, we are the Travel Guys. Mark Hoffman and Tom Romano were brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. Uh, thank you for spending some time with us. Don't forget, follow along with whatever we talk about. Links to our guests at TravelGuysRadio.com and, and lots, lots more. Mark, how was your week? It was good. It was good. The Giants beat the Dodgers a couple of times, and... Uh, the story came out that raw sewage had flooded Dodger Stadium, so I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so, you know, that was uh, it, w- it was a good week. If the Giants can beat the Dodgers tonight, three out of four, baseball is back. So I'm, I'm always happy. I mean, even when we had a bad team last year. I mean, okay. it's always good. When the baseball season arrives, it means it's springtime. And- 
I always uh, am glad when uh, there's a Giants game on that isn't on at the same time that we do this show between three and four, uh-huh. because Mark uh, cannot put down his uh, his contact with the outside world and follow the game on his uh, smart device, uh-huh. whatever it is during the. During the show, which leads to a certain amount of distraction. Back in the day, so. it used to marvel mom that I could listen to. Now, now remember, back in the day, this yeah. only happened on Saturday. Because there was only one televised baseball game nationally, and it was on Saturday. There were no local telecasts or getting to see every game. Mm-hmm. There was one game on Saturday, and it came on at 10 o'clock Pacific time. The so, game of the week. Exactly. And, so that would be, and, and that would conflict sometimes with the Giants broadcast. So on occasion, you had to watch the television and listen to the radio, and my mother never understood that. She she <laughs> she felt like that you should choose one or the other, yeah. and it, she would be just really amazed now because some people can watch yes. three or four. If you, if you go to a sports bar and the Sweet 16 is on or the NC2A tournament, the first two rounds, well, you could watch... Five or six at the same time. We are certainly a uh, you know a generation of multitaskers today. That's for darn sure. Speaking of which, let's multitask right into the travel news that we do at the top of every Travel Guys radio program. Mark, what you well, got for today? Well, let's see here. Besides Sewage at Dodger Stadium. Hilton, tra- yes, that's not really a travel story, but it is amusing nonetheless. Um, children, uh, children, woman causes chaos at Hilton after offering free sex on social media. What? <laughs> <laughs> See, I three people just ran into a telephone pole. Uh, woman causes chaos at Hilton after offering free sex on social media. Um, this was apparently in Taiwan, uh, not Taiwan, uh, Thailand. I'm sorry, in Thailand, and uh, she went on Twitter. She was 19 years old, and she said she gave her hotel room and said, you know, please just come here. And um, so let's see. She was a- arrested. Uh, later at the airport hotel on suspicion of advertising prostitution and for disrupting Hilton's business operations. Because apparently a few people showed up after she made that Speaking of a post. stretch uh, for a travel story. Uh-huh. Uh, well, I thought that was kind of funny. I mean, that's, you know, okay, it was in, right. in Thailand. Right. Okay, let's see here. Delta Airlines, kudos to them. Um, they were one of the airlines who pulled back a little bit from the NRA after the shooting in Parkland. They provided three airplanes to help uh, the students from Parkland get up to Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. for the march that mm-hmm. took place. Um, was that last weekend, or has that been two weeks now? Uh, last weekend. Last week. And um, so good for them. Amtrak, which used to have one of the most user-friendly cancellation policies in history. If you bought an Amtrak ticket and you couldn't use it, you had a year, it was like Southwest, you had a year to use it, you didn't even have to call and tell them that you weren't going to show up, you just could not show up, and then you had this free ticket. Well, that was probably a little more generous than Amtrak needed mm-hmm. to be, and they've corrected that. Um, if you Within 24 hours now, you can still cancel and get a full refund, but if it's after that, a la the airlines, after 24 hours, they're going to give you a partial refund and booking credits and things like that, and even if you've booked a full bedroom. So if you are, I'm not going to run through the whole thing here because there's about nine or ten different bullet points but if you're buying an amtrak ticket and you previously have been able to take advantage of very generous cancellation policies just be advised that if you buy it from today forward actually it was from last week forward that you're going those those user-friendly policies some of them have disappeared much to our chagrin american airlines ceo um this is kind of kind of interesting one of his uh people 
said this is Doug Parker, the American Airlines CEO. He used to be the CEO at U.S. Airways before the merger. And uh, one of his flight attendants in a question and answer session, she's based in Lima, Peru. She asked, uh, why is it that, she says about half their planes or de- uh, flights are delayed because there's always something wrong with the airplane, usually something minor. But, uh, and the tray tables are always broken and the passengers are always complaining that, you know, things don't work and things are broken on the planes and stuff. And could they maybe get some better planes to Lima? And the uh, CEO from American Airlines confessed that, uh, well, uh, the airline tries to isolate the bad customer experience to air- aircraft to a few places so they don't disappoint the rest of their passengers. Ooh. So it's where it's less painful to our most important customers. Can you imagine the CEO of Rayleigh's coming out and saying, well, you know, we send all the spoiled food to one store so that that way the other stores don't have, and the people who shop there don't have to worry about. Can you imagine somebody coming out and actually saying that? And he said it basically to this gal who was headquartered in Lima, Peru, and he was telling her, well, the reason you get crappy airplanes is because... We picked you out to get all the bad service. You don't We're get... Gonna- we don't get good yields. We don't make a lot of money yeah. out of Peru. So, uh, And, you know, people have known that this was the case for a long time. Yeah. If you fly out of Sacramento and you fly to Denver or Houston or someplace like that to, to a hub airport, you're going to frequently fly, find that the Sacramento flights arrive and depart from the far ends of the terminal. Have you, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but I do a lot of United flying in Denver. It's very frequent that the United flights to Sacramento depart from one end of the terminal. You rarely get a location in the middle. That's because you aren't considered a really important destination. The New Yorks and the Los Angeleses and the San Francisco's of the world generally get those prime spots. Not always, but generally their flights, the people who have 10 flights, 12 flights a day, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they're leaving in that middle core. The rest of us are kind of outliers on the outside. Mm -hmm. But heaven forbid, United has never come out and said, well, you get the crummy gates because you're a secondary city and... You know, you can walk a little further than our best customers. You're you're not as important to us as the customers in the really big city. But this guy at American, he's a ditz anyway, and he comes right out and says, you know, that we send the crummy flights to the places that that have the crummy yield, which well, you know makes perfect sense. But I just wouldn't have said that quite the way that he said it. That's anyways. why we have this disclaimer at the uh, beginning of Is the that program. Why and by that? the way, Rayleigh's, we love you. Uh, that was We just used that as an example. We know that... I've shopped in would... Rayleigh's for almost all of my life. Yes, so every day. I'm a big Rayleigh's fan. So I was just using an example right. there of and giving them a, a, a free plug on the travel guys. There you go. And you're afraid that the fact that oh, I suggested oh, that all of the spoiled food went to You know, people store. people sometimes when they're listening to the they radio... They only catch the they, last. They hear yeah. what they, they want to hear or they just catch part of it and there can be confusion. Nobody would ever suggest that Rayleigh's has lots of spoiled food or anything. I like Rayleigh's. I've been going to Rayleigh's since I was about... I was at a Rayleigh's right after church today. You, it's, uh, this is what's known as backpedaling, I think. Yes, it is. Go ahead. Continue <laughs> with Anyways, the news. Ireland has opened its first nudist-friendly beach. I pulled this expressly for you, Mr. Romano. It's uh, <laughs> Hawk Cliff in Dackley, Dublin, uh, is expected to build, let's see, uh, the let's rise st- of naked sunbathing. I just have one question. This is Ireland we're talking about, right? right. Mm-hmm. Go home and look on the globe where Ireland is. Yeah. And tell me how, and then and, and, and tell me every, <laughs> have you ever seen an Irish person with a suntan? No. Um, so <laughs> Maybe tell me a sunburn. How many days of out of the year that this nudist-friendly beach is actually going to have 
nude people on it. I mean, it's going to be too cold. The nude beach people will be covered up anyways. United has gained tentative approval to expand service to Cuba. First time we've heard this in quite some time. Um, They are going to fly instead of once weekly. They're going to fly daily from Houston. This isn't a travel story, but this is pretty cool. Did you see this? A 36-year-old accountant who had never played professional hockey got pulled out of the stands the other night as an emergency goaltender and for half a period played (laughs) for the Chicago Blackhawks. I caught the last of that story on the news. I wasn't even sure what what I was seeing. I mean, they, they, literally, they just uh, selected him at random out of no, the stands. No, what happens it, is every every t- uh, team has two goaltenders. Right. So you suit one, and the other guy is standing by. So before the game, the the major goal, the main goaltender got hurt. So the backup guy starts the game. But now you have no backup to the backup. Well, they have apparently a pool of about ten or twelve goaltenders in, in major cities. And so these guys are contracted to be the emergency goaltender. For so he was he was contracted as an emergency. He was goaltender, sitting in the but, stands. And yeah. He had never been called before, and right. midway through the third period, the the um, the, the fill in guy gets hurt, and the the guy who plays in the beer league has to go down and take That's great. his yeah. place. Isn't that a great story? And the reason I said that was because I had a sports story for the news here. They're having this food festival. In New York City, they're bringing all the best food from all the ballparks in the country on the 21st and 22nd of April, and you can go to one place and taste. Can you imagine the stomach ache you could get? My gosh. Oh, you my know, I goodness. volunteer to uh, cover that for the travel guys. It's the 21st and 20. I'm going to be out on Route 66, but by God, if they do this next year. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I'll, I'll, am, just, I'll go. I am major there. Uh, LAX says that the cell phone go. service there, which has been. Mark. <laughs> I can go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the cell phone service. Sound has, like I'm begging. No. <laughs> all the food from all the ballparks in the country. I mean, the best thing, you know, I'm sure it'd be garlic fries. Oh, yes. And probably the crab sandwich from San mm. Francisco. Uh, can you just imagine all? Oh, man. What's, what's your been your best ballpark food besides uh, the crab sandwich? The best from, ballpark food? You yeah. can't buy it anymore. What was the it? The best ballpark food was at Candlestick Park. And you had to go up to the second level where the press box was, where the, the press entrance. And up at all the other places in the ballpark, they steamed the hot dogs and the Polish sausages. So they, you know, they tasted like they'd been steamed. But up there, they grilled the sausages. And, the, and you could go up there and get a Polish sausage off the grill, had kind of that burned crust on it. And it oh, was, yeah. Oh, it was so hot that when you, you busted into it, it splattered all over the inside of your <laughs> mouth. And it was just, it was, it, I would get two. And the lady, I would go three or four times a year, and the lady got to where she recognized me. So that was the best ballpark food ever. The crab sandwich is pretty good. I think it's a little bit overpriced at like seventeen fifty or something like that. But you're at a ballpark, so you're supposed to forget about your wallets. Anyway, LAX says the cell phone service is going to get better. And the reason they say it's going to get better is because the cell phone companies are paying them, uh, let's see, almost $2 million in licensing fees over the next 10 years uh, to provide better cell phone service. I'm wondering why they didn't think of this before. But since it obviously is worth a lot of money to them, but if you, this has long been a frustration for people who travel to, through Los Angeles Airport. You can't get a phone call. Sometimes you can't get a signal. Uh, it's hard to answer emails and the like. So if you're using a phone signal, so that is all going to get better. And that is the travel news at long last for today. There you go. All right. <laughs> we are the Travel Guys. Follow along at travelguysradio.com and into the 
well, let's see. It's not the mailbag. That's later. Next up, but we're going to talk about why it's not necessarily a good idea, and this makes no sense at all, to use your Marriott card at a Marriott hotel. Yeah. And a little bit about booking through those um, second or third parties and what the hazards might be. That's on our Smarter Traveler segment. That's next. Welcome, everyone. Guess what you've got on your radio? No, not that. Easter egg goop. Yeah. (laughs) It's the Travel Guys. Uh, Mark and Tom brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. Again, happy Easter to everyone. And I've done my best to avoid any April Fool's stuff today. Uh Uh-huh. I I don't know. It just didn't feel right on Easter Sunday for some reason. Eh? We'll get you later, Luis, there in the control room. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And in the meantime, don't sit down. Yeah, he's uh, probably looking at it saying, this whole show is nothing but a, an April, <laughs> April Fool's, fool, a couple yes. of April Fool's fooling around. All right. So, uh, let's see here. Uh, you, if, you commented before the break when, mm-hmm. we were ta- when you were plugging what we were going to talk about here about that it did seem somewhat unusual to you not to use a Marriott, that, that it would not be prudent to use a Marriott credit card at a Marriott hotel. No, you always get points when you use the company or the that you're working with, you know, specialized card, right. Southwest, Marriott, and, you know, you get all those points. You so get here's the, the deal. Here's the deal. You yeah, use a Marriott. You... Now, now, this is going to be a little bit of what, what you, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt no, you there. No, go ahead. Okay. Um, the, 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 this is going to be a little confusing for people who don't delve in the credit card world. But for those of you who do, this is kind of an unusual situation. Your Marriott credit card, if you're if you're paying for something in a Marriott hotel, you'll get five Marriott points for every dollar that you spend. Mm-hmm. Okay? You with me? Yep. Okay. Are so, you one of those, by the way? Yeah, I am. Okay. I am. Um, Starwood. That's me. Um, if you uh, use your... Uh, Starwood card. It's your a Starwood card. American yes. Express in this case. Exactly. You will get three points for every... Dollars dollar that you spend. Mm-hmm. Okay. Unless they're having a promotion, sometimes they bump it up. But anyway. Right, exactly. So um, Marriott points are converted to Starwood. I'm sorry, you get two points. So Marriott points are converted at three to one. And Starwoods so are two to one. Two to one. So mm-hmm. you're getting two to one. So then you're converting three to one. And so two double points converted three to one is six times. So if you use your Marriott card, you're getting five times points. If you use your Starwood card, remember Starwood and Marriott have now joined together. Right. They are one company, although they have separate credit cards and separate logos and separate everything still so far. But what happens is you can convert those points, those Marriott points that you charged on your Starwood card. When you convert them back to Marriott points, you will have gotten six for one. And when you use your Marriott card, you will only get five for one. This will only exist until at some point the Starwood card will probably go away or somebody will figure this out and decide not to let it happen anymore. But for now, if you have both a Starwood and a Marriott card, you want to use the Starwood card when you pay your Marriott hotel bill. And then just you, you, at some point in time, it's very easy to transfer points. They don't have any charges. You don't lose any points or any value or anything. It's very easy to transfer your Starwood points back into your Marriott account. So that's a way to get what, in essence, is 20% more points if you're a Marriott slash you've got to have both a Marriott and a Starwood 
situation. So yeah, that's how you can do it and not use your Marriott card. Fascinating. And then they will catch on to that probably now. I'm guessing at some point they probably will. Okay. I wanted to also talk quickly here about third-party uh, hotel bookings and stuff. We, we get this all the time. Um, here's one that comes from Chris Elliott's website. Um, somebody booked at getaroom.com, and they were charged a service fee. Well, this service fee didn't pop up until late in the booking process when you, have, in essence, have already committed to the reservation. And it turned out that, well, they didn't think that the booking fee was fair. And they also questioned the fact that, you know, on these websites, you go to these third-party websites, it'll say the, their price is $149. The regular price is $269. The savings is almost 80% or whatever it is. And you're thinking to yourself, well, that would that's a good deal. Well, Hotwire has confessed that those savings and those prices that, you know, based on the regular price, right. those aren't the regular prices of the hotel at all. Those are average prices for the for the area for that time period. Oh. So they, what they're saying is this represents a 62% saving or a 38% savings. They're not quoting actual hotel prices in many cases. They're quoting average prices for an area. So be careful with these opaque sites, because once you find out what the hotel is and the neighborhood that it's in and the like, listen, the reason these sites are on, these hotels are on these opaque sites is because they're hard to sell. It's hard for them to fill up their hotel. There's something wrong. Their location isn't great. They're maybe in a bad neighborhood. They're overdue for a renovation. Um, Their management is horrible. If you read the reviews, you would never go there. So... Just buyer beware. It might maybe it's a brand new hotel and they don't have enough business yet. So they're giving a good rate to people to build up business. It doesn't always mean that it's bad, but it just means that be careful because it once you get into one of these situations, you you literally it's very, very hard to get out. You're gonna end up with a credit card chargeback or or the like. So these these third party websites where you don't know what you're getting. Just remember, you've got to be really flexible because you have committed to the fact that th- that when they tell you where it is, you it's too late for you to be able to back out. So be careful there. And if you're you're not a really adventurous traveler, then I might suggest you that you might want to avoid those types of situations. Well, you know the reason, and we we not have time to cover it right now, but I'm, I want to press you on this. Uh-huh. You know the reason that people go to third party sites right. is they're looking to save money. They're looking at getting a deal. Mm-hmm. They can't afford always to pay, you know, the full rate at a Marriott or a, a you know a lot of the different hotels. So they're they're desperate. They're looking to save some bucks. So I'm going to press you to give us give us our listeners some tips as to how to do that legitimately without having to going to a third-party site and possibly getting it stuck to you, if you know what I mean. All right. All right. Wine Road. We hit the Wine Road with a special guest coming up here on The Travel Guys. That's right after we find out what in the world's going on in the news. Mark Hoffman and Sam Romano, The Travel Guys, with you here on KFBK, brought to you by Sports Leisure Vacations. What do you like to do when you have a little bit of free time and the weather is turning beautiful like this? Um, My answer oftentimes is maybe a trip over to the wine country. And when I go, Mark, a lot of times I go with kind of no plan. I'll just drive into the area and just kind of stop along the road at different Mm -hmm. wineries with no 
you know, no real direction. And uh, recently I've discovered something called Wine Roads. And uh-huh. uh, it's a website, wineroad.com. Beth Costa, Wine Roads <laughs> Executive Director, who's going to join us right now on The Travel Guys to tell us more about Wine Roads. Beth, welcome to The Travel Guys. Thanks, guys. Happy to be here. A no plan. I mean, that is a plan, just to head over this direction and see where the roads lead you. But, uh, you know, there's a lot to pick and choose from, so we can help you fine-tune a plan. People can uh, give us a call, or they can go on our website. You mentioned wineroad.com, and we have a free concierge service. And so people can let us know if they want to go to wineries that have beautiful gardens or if they have always wanted to go into a, a winery that has a, a cave tour. You can uh, head out to Tory Vineyards and jump on a little SUV and do a get-your-boots-dirty tour, and you go out on the vineyards. Uh, there's just just about anything that interests you, we can find the right kind of winery and point you in that direction. And, you know, when there's 200 wineries to choose from, with no plan, you could easily end up with, you know, just a lot of driving around. <laughs> Tom, I think you're right. I, I I think a lot of people go to the wine country, whether they go east or they go west. I mean, we're fortunate. We might be the only people on the planet who have wine countries on both sides of us. You're surrounded. Um, <laughs> yeah, ex- exactly. And so I think you're right that a lot of folks who are especially local people say, well, you know, let's just go spend the day. And we'll just, whatever happens, happens. But it it strikes me, Beth, that this whole concept of the wine road, which my understanding kind of started with the Russian River Valley wineries in northern Sonoma County and now includes a lot more people. But that also is an area, the whole Russian River area is is an area that folks from the Sacramento area often might not get to because it's just a little bit further and, you know, if you can get good wine here, why go another hour further? But if you go a little bit further, you run into some spectacular scenery and some wineries that are really different from the ones in the Napa Valley. Yeah, and I think, you know, what I really like to talk about here is we have a lot of really small producers. We have a lot of members that maybe make 500 cases or 1,000 cases of wine a year, which is really small. So you're not going to find those wines in a grocery store or a liquor store back home. You're going to find it at the tasting room, and that's it. And if you do get to those tasting rooms, most likely the person that's pouring the wine for you is going to be the winemaker, it's going to be the winery owner. And to me, that's just a whole different experience. Um, You know, and if you work it right, they might take you in the back and maybe give you a, a barrel sample, you know, let you taste something that wouldn't normally be open for tasting, or they may have an extra reserve bottle under the bar that they, you know, or will pour for you that's special. They are small wineries, and they want to welcome everybody that comes, and you want everyone to have a, a unique experience. Beth, uh, give us an example, perhaps, of one or two of the unique experiences that folks might find along the wine road, special events or things that you can, things that would be fun to do. You know, I really love more and more wineries these days are doing really elevated food and wine pairing tastings. And um, like Rodney Strong, for example, opens up their patio in May. They have a beautiful patio area with a little water feature, so it just sounds like you're, you know, on some, you know, fabulous little vacation spot. And they do a sit-down food and wine pairing every day. And Kendall Jackson does the same thing. And you don't need reservations at either of those places. So those are both really beautiful experiences. And then, you know, people love to see uh, gardens. Just Ferrari Carano, this time of year, they have tulips planted 
literally thousands of tulips. Mm-hmm. If you go onto the Ferrari Carano website, they have a tulip, it's like a tulip hotline. So they let you know because tulips bloom for a very short amount of time. Wow. <laughs> so you can see where they are. And it just looks like you're in, in another country. The tulips are, it's amazing. Yeah. There's... Um, rose gardens that you can tour, a lot of different things at the winery. Our special guest is Beth Costa, Wine Road's Executive Director. Uh, Beth, I understand uh, you have some special events coming up, and uh, tell us a little bit about that, and tell us a little bit about visiting the wine country, the the post-fire, if you would. Sure. Actually, um, we have this great video that Sonoma County Tourism just put together, and um, it's on our website, again, wineroad.com, and it says five myths. And some of the myths after the fire are that all of these wineries over here have burned down. And actually, for our area, we represent 200 wineries. It's all of Alexander Valley, Dry Creek, and Russian River. And there was one winery that burned, Paradise Ridge. And the winery was burned, but all of their vineyards survived. They do have another smaller satellite tasting room, so they are still pouring wines in Kenwood, and they're in the process of rebuilding. Other than that, every single winery was untouched. I mean, it's absolutely fine. There's also the thought that a lot of the hotels are closed or there are not enough hotels. All of the hotels are open. Uh, We have three new hotels that have been opened since the fires. So there's plenty of places to stay. There's plenty of uh, vacation rentals and Airbnbs. And I think I've talked to a lot of people. I also feel like after the fires, there's a lot of devastation and, you know, people have lost their homes and maybe it isn't a good time to come here and visit. But really, this is the time that Sonoma County needs visitors more than ever. The restaurants need customers. The wineries need customers. We do need people to come and, you know, support the businesses. So the video is really well done. It's really cute. I think it's about three minutes, and it just addresses all of those kind of issues and invites people, no, please come. So um, along the lines of the please come, we have uh, an event coming up in May. It's the 18th and 19th, and this is a new event for Wine Road. It's called Esprit de Rhone, and we're really just showcasing all of the Rhone varietals that are being grown along the Wine Road now. I think a lot of people are familiar with um, coming over here and tasting Zinfandels from Dry Creek and Pinot Noir from Russian River, but there's a lot of great Rhones. There's Syrahs and Viognier's and Roussans, Petite Syrahs. So this is a two-day event, and on Friday night, it will be taking place at Longboard Vineyards, and we have 18 wineries that are all pouring Rhone wines. It's just from 6 to 8. And then on Saturday, we have about 30 wineries that are pouring all of their rounds, so you would go from winery to winery throughout the day. So all of that information is on our website, wineroad.com. So Esprit de Rhone, that's going to be fun. Awesome, Beth. We'll put a link to uh, wineroads.com and all that we've talked about at travelguysradio.com. Beth, thanks for spending a little bit of time with the Travel Guys. Wish you the absolute best. Thank you so much. And not only do we have um, a link to all of our guests at the at travelguysradio.com, you can go there, and if you have a question for the Travel Guys, a question similar to the kind of thing we're going to be doing here in the mailbag yeah, in just huh. a little bit, uh, you can go there and you can post your question, and and uh, we'll get to it on uh, on the on the radio program, and sometimes we'll send you an email back and answer it there if we can't. We will. You will. We- <laughs> We will. Yeah, you. We, you no, will. we we do that. I mean, so, I do somebody that. Does. Yes. I know you do that. We do, we do that on a regular basis. I don't do much of anything. Uh, did yet. you read the paper this morning? 
Uh, you know what? You're gonna. I don't get the paper. <gasps> you don't. Well, I no. don't either. I get it in my computer every morning. And... Right, and I have not. I was. I for whatever. What do you got? Well, um, Marcus Bertone, who has uh, written sure. for the B for a long time, and um, he's a great writer. I don't always agree with him. But that's what opinion is, is. That's what an opinion writer is supposed to bring. He wrote a wonderful story about Bishop Francis Quinn, um, who has been a member of this community for a long time and who is nearing the end of his life, is in hospice. And it is, I just really congratulate him. It is, it is if you haven't read it yet, it's worth finding an edition of the paper to read. Because if you've lived in Sacramento for a while, um, it, Bishop uh, Francis Quinn. It's really, really a great story. So I just awesome. Yes. congratulations to uh, to Marcos on that. Um, anyways, uh, Carnival. This kid gets sixteen year old from Virginia. Um, he uses the Snapchat handle at Carnival Cruise, and he's been on several cruises, and he loves the cruise. He loves Carnival. He's with his parents, of course, mm-hmm. and. Uh, so Carnival apparently decided that they would like to have that Snapchat handle that he had, Carnival mm. Cruise. Mm-hmm. And so they made a deal with him um, to get that Snapchat handle away from him. Him and his, and his family are going on a the first ever cruise on a brand new Carnival ship uh, in Europe. And uh, they're going to do a bunch of fun things for him on the ship. It's a 14-day transatlantic crossing. And then this is an exchange for him to give up the... Uh, to give up the handle. Yeah. And it, it's kind of interesting. You'd think, well, you know, yeah. the, the kid beat him to it and stuff like that. But right. That could be worth a lot. They might have had a legal way to get it because Carnival says, we thought this would be a fun way to claim our handle and reward a super fan at the same yeah, time. okay. So I'm guessing if the guy didn't give up the handle, they were maybe going to yeah. come with the lawyers and... Uh, could be get it that way but anyhow good for the kid he outsmarted carnival cruise lines and got five thousand dollars worth of cruising for his uh for his family so we're going to take a break and then come back and take some things out of the mailbag and answer your question about the opaque uh fairs and websites and stuff like that you answered asked an interesting question there before the news good and we'll ask it again and you better be ready for an answer exactly. by golly yeah, mr answer man second time that it's been asked asked all right. What was the uh, question again? Happy Easter, everybody. We are at the Travel Guys. We'll be back. On the road again. Crazy. Just can't wait to get on the road again. Mark, can you you can't wait to get on the road again. Where's your next? I'm uh, going on Route 66 in yeah. a couple weeks. I am. I am. I am. Is I'm going next... to, first, though. I'm playing hooky on Tuesday. Going to a baseball game. I'm not game. going to work on Tuesday. I don't do this very often, but I am going to a, ba- a friend and I are going to the Giants home opener on Tuesday. I haven't been to opening day in probably 25 or 30 years, so I'm can't wait. All I right. literally can cannot wait. And I when I last went 25 years ago, the friend and I who went then said, "We're going to do this every year. This is so much fun. We're going to do mm-hmm, this every year." Mm-hmm. And now here I am, a quarter of a century it took me to get back to it. <laughs> um, we have some mailbag things, as you mentioned. You can go to travelguysradio.com. There's a little form there on the home page. You can leave a comment on the show if you want, or you can ask a question, and then you leave your email address. I will get back to you as quickly as possible, and sometimes we will answer. Some of the questions on the air. Um, The first one today comes from a guy, uh, John, who says um, he just wanted to share a travel tip with us. And I had heard this a couple times before. And indeed, I have done it myself a few times. When you go on the road, you've got your your gadgets, your phone, your iPad, your whirly duple, your everything, you know, that requires a cord. And you get out there and you realize that 
you know, you thought you checked and you had all the cords, but you're you missing. You left your charge cord at home. You left it at home, or you left the thing that plugs into the wall, or you've got some part of your gadget and your life is in terrible disorder. You've gotten to the hotel. It's 6.30 at night on a Sunday. Nothing is open. The hotel's two miles from everything. You're like, oh, my God, my phone will be dead in the morning, and I'm in a terrible spot. So John says this happened to him, and he called down to the front desk in a panic and said, you know, where's the closest electronic, because, you know, all the radio shacks are closed now. Where's the lo- closest electronic store? By the way, every 7-Eleven has an electronics rack. Everybody has them now. Um, but yeah. anyway, then John's so suggestion. So John said, he, when he called down yes. to the front desk, the guy at the front desk says, well, John, just come down here. We have a big box of chargers that people have left here, and you are more than welcome to borrow one overnight. <laughs> John went down. He said it only took me a couple of them, trying a couple out, and one connected, and he was able to charge his phone, and then he left it the next morning. So the point is, if you get to particularly a hotel, and you don't have the right piece of electronic gear to make it all yeah. happen, there's a very good chance that it's down at the front desk in the lost and found box, and that you can borrow from... Some other guy who left his behind, why you can take advantage of his misfortune. Great idea. Thanks, John. Great, yes. Thank you very much, John, um, for that. Alex says, have you heard about the company um, Churro, where you can rent a car, kind of, it's kind of like uh, Airbnb for cars, he says. And indeed, we have. We have talked about um, this company a couple of times here on the air. I don't have a lot of good to say about them. I've never rented a car from them, and I won't. Because if you go and you read their online reviews, they're a little sketchy. Not everybody, apparently, who is renting their who is car sharing, has a car worth sharing. <laughs> um, so you know, if you're if you're driving the car and you show up Lyft, Uber, you're with the car, and if it didn't come up to standards, why the person probably wouldn't get in the car or have something to say about you, give you a bad rating, whatever. But when a lot of these cases with the car shares. The person leaves the keys or something like that, mm-hmm. and now you're just picking up the car. So you get there, and the car doesn't perform the way it's supposed to. It's not as advertised. It's filthy dirty. Uh, you can't find it. Um, all of those things come into play, and it appears as though you go to the website, and you will see that you go to, to TripAdvisor or one of the review Yelp, and you will see that a lot of people have had a lot of issues with car-sharing websites. So to Alex, I say... Um, if you insist, good luck to you. I'm sure lots of people have done this successfully, but there appears to be still, and we talked about this about six months ago, before I came on the air today, uh, this afternoon, I went to their to TripAdvisor and to Yelp again and looked at reviews, and it's still, it's not as bad as it was, but it's still pretty bad. Um, it, 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 some people are doing very, very ethically using this service to make money, and some are not. And the number of people who are not still seems to be fairly large, so be careful. Yeah, the uh, not being able to find the car, I think, would upset me the most. Well, and see, that is if you rent a ride share and they don't show up, you don't connect, you've got a phone, you're, you're talking to the person, things like that. But with this case, what happens is the person that you're car sharing with may not physically be around for you to talk to them. Or what if you take the car and now you have a road service problem with the car and you can't reach the owner? So that's another situation. Suzanne writes a letter and says that her maiden, she wants to go back to her maiden name. She has a passport. Um, She's concerned that going back to two names and dropping her ex-husband's name will cause her some issues 
when she goes overseas with uh, getting in and out of the country. And the real out reality is that, yes, Suzanne, the answer is yes, you will have problems if you don't correct your passport. Is there an easy way to correct it, she asks, and the answer is kind of sort of not really. Um, the Well, if you go to the state um, travel.state.gov, um, you can find the way to change or correct a passport. In fact, we have a link to it at TravelGuysRadio.com. Well, this has got to happen a lot. It, should, it does happen. You would think there would be a pretty simple way to do There's that. There's a whole page here of how to change or correct your passport. Mm-hmm. I printed it out. Mm-hmm. Um, share it with you there, Thomas. So there is. Thank you. And it says, you know, if you've gotten your passport in the last year, then there are some fairly simple processes you won't have to present yourself in person. But if your passport is older than that, uh, in many cases, you will have to present yourself in person at a passport office. So the answer to Suzanne is that, yes, even if there's a slight name change in your passport, you need to get the passport changed. And remember, a passport has to be good for at least six months past your return date if you're traveling internationally. And a real cute story on the Internet this week from somebody who couldn't get their passport in time. And so they thought maybe a uh, an email from Ancestry.com that showed, that confirmed their place of birth and their date of birth might be okay for the TSA people, but that uh, that didn't work. It actually is possible to get through TSA without an ID if you need it, which is our next question from Melody. She says, my grandmother has lost her ID. We travel in a few days. I already sent Melody a note about this. Um, is there any way to get through security without an ID? And the answer is yes, it can be done. Uh, you need to bring proof of your address. So like a, a recent utility bill or something mm-hmm, like that, or mm-hmm. if DMV had sent you a notice, uh, a car registration would be another thing that might help prove who you are and where you live. So what you want to do is is bring anything with you to the airport that might prove where it is that you live and who it is that you are and allow yourself extra time and you're going to have to go through some extra security questions and the like but if you are who you say you are yes it is entirely pop- it is very likely that you will be able to travel yeah and uh, the extra time is the the, the key right there because uh, this could take you 45 minutes or more. It could, yes, depending on how what the, the TSA lines are and the like. Right, there's no expedited gonna, way to do this. Well, a lot of times you know, they'll pull you aside, and then they got to call for supervisor agents mm-hmm. with the TSA. We have this. And they, they're busy, and they don't, they're not readily available. It could take them 20, 30 minutes just to get somebody over to help. On occasion, this yeah. happens on a sports leisure vacations trip. Somebody gets out on uh, traveling, and they lose their ID, and they need to come home. And so, yes, it is possible to be able to get there. And finally, uh, Kareem asks, what is your best strategy? What, what's the most important thing to remember when you're traveling? And so one thing. That's a pretty re- generic. That's question. a pretty generic it's thing. And, and so I, I said and I thought about that and I thought, well, to one thing traveling. to remember when you're traveling. Yeah. Stay hydrated. Oh wow! That's um, a... Because people tend to ch- tend to change. I kind of looked this up. I cheated and I looked it up on the internet. And <clears throat> the generally the answer that came up the most was stay hydrated because you fly a lot when you if you're traveling mm-hmm. long distances. You're in an airplane. You may change altitude. You live in Sacramento at 25 feet above sea level, and you may be going to a place where you're 3,000 or 4,000 feet above sea level. Your body will notice. And there will be some changes, and so it is easy to become dehydrated. A lot of people take medications that in certain in their home environment don't bother them and don't cause them to be dehydrated. But when they change, particularly elevation, and go up in elevation, it may 
elevate the dehydration effects of certain medications and stuff. So literally the most important thing, I went to uh, webmd.com and some different places, and they all pretty much agreed that staying hydrated, of course, that's probably most one of the most important health things that you can do anyway. Right. But. And the interesting thing, uh, you know, that you're saying is a lot of people when they travel or mm-hmm. they go on vacation, you know, uh, those that uh, like to have a have some alcohol from time to time. Yep. You know, that's when they drink even more. Or you're flying and you can't sleep well, yeah, so you say, well, a, let's, let's have, have a, a few drinks. Yes, and on the plane. If and you're and taking and a long trip. Making you even more dehydrated. If you're eight hours over the pond, have the drinks the first couple hours. Don't make the mistake of having the drinks in hour five or hour six, because now you're going to be drunk when you get off the plane. Not a good so, thing. Well, it isn't, yeah. because if you've got to clear customs and stuff like that, what if you get off the plane and all of a sudden your flight's delayed and you've got to run to another gate and you've got to be on top of your game. So, yes, you want to be careful about taking sleep aids and drinking a lot on long flights in the second half. Yes, but if you're uh, taking a long flight to some really annoying relatives, you know, the, the, you know, the desire to be somewhat in the bag by the time you get there so you can deal with these people is most of our audience can identify you with. You asked a question earlier before the news break about opaque I'm, hotels yes. and how... And I promised we would double back to that. So well, you you were saying, how do people avoid getting skewered? And the answer is that and, when... And, and how do people get a, 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 a better deal without having to go to third party? And the answer is what we tell people is scout the third party websites for the best deal is still and go directly to the property. If it's an opaque website where you're not learning this information till after you book, listen, you took a risk and you gave up a certain... You, you saved a certain amount of money... For taking that risk, it's like people who don't take cancellation protection or cancellation insurance, and then something totally unforeseen happens, and they're they're whining to you because, well, wait a minute, but I I I'm really sick, or um, you know, my dad has cancer, and I have to stay in town with him. Well, that's what that protection is sold for. So when you take the risk and you decide to go to that third party website and you don't know you're not getting all that information, that's the deal. That's part of the deal. So when you find out that your part of the deal didn't work out so well, you can't go back and break the contract. That's kind of sort of the deal. Anyway, that's all the mailbag stuff, and hopefully I answered your question, Mr. Romano. Very good. Yes, you did. Thank you very much. By the way, next week on The Travel Guys, (laughs) tickets to the Capital Airs. If you love uh, Barbershop Quartet, these are the guys. you love old-time music, we'll have it to give away. Dance like nobody's watching. Once again, happy Easter, everyone. You stay well, and uh, we'll see you next week here on The Travel Guys.